Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. You've just finished listening to the sermon. Now let's get into the overflow. We're glad you're here. It's been about a whole month and you've been a father-in-law. How's that? Weird. Weird? Yeah. What makes it weird? I'm a father-in-law and I'm 40. Uh-huh. It's crazy. What? I don't think I'm old enough, but... <laughs> what makes you old? What? I don't know. I'm still young, fly, fresh to death. You know what I'm saying? I try to keep it on those... <laughs> I rolled my eyes, folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still too cool for that type of stuff. I see, I see, but I feel like all the all the cool people are doing it though. What's that? Like becoming father-in-laws? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because cause the swag is just so much. It's floating to their children, and then the children are you know attracting these wonderful mature. Um, partners okay. and so it's just it, you can't help it you know yeah, it's just it's, 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 it's pretty cool though you know really got no problems no issues all as well yeah y'all just like bringing this up i don't know why everybody keep bringing this up no let me <laughs> <laughs> you talking about practice no. yeah talking about practice <laughs> but no it's it's cool it's a cool thing you no know, i'm super happy for them and I know Alex is super excited. Yeah. Like, next day, like, everything changed. Uh, her name on every oh, platform. Oh, yeah, she was quick to change everything. ASAP. So, <laughs> she's super excited. They seem to be doing well. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for both of them. Yeah, it's exciting. It's uh, it's so different. Well, I don't know where you're at with your friends and getting married, but just you see them get married and some you see a big shift and change mm-hmm. in how they interact with each other. And then others, it's just like, it's just kind of the next day. So you know that they put in the work to make sure that they have a strong foundation yeah. before they go into that. So necessary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. So for me, you know, I ain't have a lot of friends coming up. You look like someone who doesn't have friends. <laughs> You know, everybody used to hate on me all the time because I was like the best at everything, mm-hmm. so they didn't want to hang around me. I understand so. that. But nah, mostly <laughs> haters gonna hate. I just remember mostly my uh, my cousins and my brothers. It was mostly boys, mm-hmm. and all of us grew up together and didn't really sought seek out the, a lot of uh, outside friends. And then church was always yeah the forefront for me so I just had my church friends and my cousins and my brothers mm. that's it mm. and um i think most of us are married majority are married now yeah and so it's a pretty cool thing to watch yeah. and see yeah uh i'm trying to think probably about half of my friends are married maybe more Cause then it's like people that I know, and then people that I talk to. You know, like there's like that group. Right. I'll probably say of the people <coughs> that I talk to, probably like eighty percent of them are married. Okay. Uh, my best friend from high school is on her fourth child. Oh, I thought you were about to say fourth marriage. <laughs> I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> no fourth child. No fourth child. Okay. So it's it's like oh okay like like this is how life goes. Right. You know like 
when we were younger, you know, that's just that's something way off in the future, way mm-hmm. off. And now it's, this is real. So real. You could be a granddad. <laughs> that's how life works. That's too much. Okay, so welcome everyone <laughs> to the MTZ Overflow Podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Thorpe. I am here with Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen, Sr. Uh, and, and we are continuing in the sermon series, Preaching the Word of God. Um, and this particular Sunday, we talked about the word saved me. Mm-hmm. And we're tapping. So usually when I've heard of the word, um, I hear for. Uh, John 1, 1, first John, mm-hmm. first John. In the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word, all the, all the words of God. <laughs> but this Roman text is, is new. In the beginning <laughs> was the word. That's what I said. The word was with God, and the word was God. What, what did I say? You said all the words, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just make, I don't know what else you said. I was just trying to make make it clear for the listener. Oh, that's, uh, good, what, that's good. What your intentions were. Those were my intentions, okay, yes. Cool. I got you. I'm here for you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, the Roman text of 10, 11 through 17 um, talks more about calling on the name of the Lord and, and being saved and understanding what, um, how the word is being used. Can you give us, me and the listeners, um, history? Where are we in Romans 10? What's going on? Paul is writing. Yeah. Yes. Look at you. Romans is um, <clears throat> it's one of those books in the Bible that I think it really makes clear the role and the responsibility of the Christian. Mm-hmm. It tells us how to be a Christian. Um, it tells us why we should be Christian. It tells us how to live as Christians. The whole whole book of Romans. No, mm-hmm. we're, we're walking through Bible study now through the book of Romans, and I'm still on. I think I've only been through verse 8. Oh. We've been there a couple of months. But um, <laughs> it's very, um, that's the intention of Paul writing to the church in Rome, a church he had not had a chance to visit but he he has heard much about their faith mm-hmm. and what they're doing so he's just writing them to tell them no this this is what it takes this is how you should live as a christian nice yeah uh and i appreciate paul always taking that time out to do that and i think maybe it's i'll speak for myself sometimes we miss that um because it's not in red Mm-hmm. Uh, on how we should live our lives. Um, right. For those who may be new to biblical readings, a red text is um, usually indicated as Jesus's words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if it's not in red text, it's like, oh, I don't have to necessarily fully listen or abide by it situational. And so the fact that Paul's really taking the time to share and teach uh, all of all of the people in all these different churches um, is just really impactful. And so thank you for sharing right. more of who Paul is and what he's been doing um, with us. That's really, it's been great. Um, just kind of like a think or like a pop-up question I kind of had as I was reviewing the notes. Have you ever thought of becoming a motivational speaker? Um, no. Really? No, I haven't. Um. I don't know what it takes. I never, <laughs> I'm like, uh, maybe I should be a motor. I know, 
I know some of them get 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 paid very well, but mm-hmm. other than that, I don't know much about you know, getting agents and stuff and mm-hmm. allowing you to, to come be a motivational speaker. No, I never never thought about it. You no, know, looking at the notes and like when I coaching the kids, you no, know, mm-hmm. that's <clears throat> they loved me for that. Yeah, but just like let's go, like and then <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I just go crazy <laughs> and um, be just like hyped up and excited and pushing them. But I ain't know how to coach n- nothing with football. Only thing I know about football is Madden. That's that's is the it? that's the video game. B B X X squared L R L R all those. No, nah, not all that. But L one L two. You know, triangle, X, circle, and square. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so um, that's all I knew, and because uh, I didn't, I didn't play uh, football. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, I tried out. Listen, it wasn't a tryout. You know, everybody made the team, and if mm. you if you didn't, um, if you quit, that's the only way you got cut. Oh, and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I play basketball. You know, yeah. we you know you run suicides uh, basketball court. Mm-hmm. They was doing suicide for a whole field. Yeah, I was I was doing good too. I was playing linebacker and um, but just said nah, nah. That's too many hurdles. What do you say to people who think that preachers are motivational speakers? That I have to discern what's the difference. Mm. Um, the overall goal for preaching is to convince and per- persuade people to Christianity mm-hmm. or to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that's sh- most most of the time. That's the theme of the sermon yeah. that's running. That Jesus is that. Whereas motivational speakers is. They just sometimes you just listen. You know, I don't listen to a lot of motivational speakers, so yeah. I can't really mm-hmm. compare the two as such. But you know, some people consider some preachers as motivational mm-hmm. speakers because they don't talk about sin or they don't talk mm-hmm. about um, holiness or righteous living or being intentional and and being involved in service for others. It's always do this and you'll get that, or mm-hmm. you know, you you feel what I'm saying. Yeah, yep. Um, and so just that looking at those intentionalities of, you no, know, I think I have the skill set to be a motivational speaker Yeah, because I'm not afraid to speak to people mm-hmm. and encourage them and motivate them and speak in front of large crowds of people. Yeah. And I'm comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, and, and I can write, you know, um, and develop lessons and just be able to tell people two step three steps how to yeah change your tire you know yeah. <laughs> you know you know so i do need motivation to do that. <laughs> you know i think and so i think the intentionality i think i have the skills at the door mm-hmm. um but um preaching is more so of interpreting the biblical text yeah and an attempt to convince and persuade people about jesus christ yeah um you make a good point about the intentionality of what it is that you're doing. And with preachers, it is to share the good news uh, and bring people to Christ because words, as you state, like words can empower and encourage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we hear people in church all the time, get excited over the word, get excited to the connection. And you can, 
you can feel the wheels turning, you can see the change um, that words that you either said in the sermon or private conversations that you had, I should say one-on-one conversations that you've had, um, that words, words mean things. Mm -hmm. And that, and I wish that more of our society understood that versus just throwing words out there and just be like saying whatever. And it's like, well, this has an impact. Like there's a reason that these words are, have definitions and they're defined and people respond in a certain way when you say these words and, because you want to choose a different definition that accommodates to your life, it doesn't mean that the original definition is no longer valid. Right. And, and words, you cannot retrieve them. Mm-mm. Once you say them, that, that's it. Um, and so that's why you have to be very intentional about what you say and who you're saying it to. Mm-hmm. Because um, some people can take your words, right? And be comfortable with what you said, and some other people can be totally offended by that same those same words. Yeah. My wife often tells me, um, "It's not what you say; it's how you say it." It's the same words, but if you put a, if you inflect <laughs> inflect yeah. your voice in one area, or if you t- monotone, it, people take it differently. So mm-hmm. you got to be intentional, um, especially when you're speaking in public forums or you are in recorded, yeah. being recorded, or you know you got to be understand who you're talking to and when mm-hmm. you're talking to them, because you just never know. Yeah, you just never know. Um, so then we get into your points of how can the word save, um, because it's outside of the. Um, the scripture of like, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you are saved. So it's, it's beyond that. Um, it's being able to almost evangelize, right? Like mm-hmm. to be able to have the scripture to, and the examples to back it up. And I like the first point that the word is inclusive. Um, and the reason that I like that is in our current society and probably for the last mm, you know what? I'm not going to put a number on it. I'm not good with math. I'm taking stats right now. It is it is not great. It is not pretty, folks. Anyway, um, but it's the religion, in air quotes, has been exclusive. Mm-hmm. You can't come in unless right. you must be X before you can walk through these doors. We own... We only accept if you dress this way right. and have this profession. So to say that the word is inclusive, I really, I really like you pulling that in. Yeah, so it's come directly from the Bible. You know, I am a biblical textual preacher. I, I do know that. And you can follow my sermon according to what the text is saying. Yes. And so in this 11 verse, it says, whoever mm. believes on him will not be put to shame. Mm-hmm. It says, whoever believes on him mm-hmm. will not be put to shame. So if you identify as a who. <laughs> whoever. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, believes on him will not be put to shame. And so, and I think that's the uniqueness of Christianity that, mm-hmm. that or it has also been diluted and um, it has caused conflict because Jesus accepts everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his life, he was often found with those who lived on the margins of life. 
or the outcast, mm-hmm. the leper, or the woman who committed adultery even though the man wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or, or you see, you know, um, just people who would not be totally accepted in normal society. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say normal, just accepted in society, society mm-hmm. because of their actions, behaviors, or their characteristics. But Jesus always found with these type of people, mm-hmm. God in flesh mm-hmm. is associating himself with these types of people. And so I think we, we, um, we have to give the gospel to everybody, mm-hmm. no matter how we feel about their sin, no matter how we feel about their character or their behaviors or their attitudes, everybody still must receive the gospel. We cannot say, I'm not giving you the gospel because of your actions. Mm -hmm. That's why the gospel is in prisons, Mm -hmm. jails, mental institutions, Mm -hmm. hospitals, nursing homes. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to go everywhere, no matter what, because whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yes. And, and and we cannot put a limit on who God is based off what we interpret happening with the people in which we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sin is sin, simple as that. And we can't get around that. But but it does not cause us to totally disregard anyone because of their sin because all of us have sin Mm -hmm. and fall short of the glory of God is just their sin may be public Mm -hmm. or their sin may be um, something we don't like even though it's we have some form of sin with us because we live in this flesh and the flesh is sin and so just because um, somebody else got caught and you didn't don't make you any special. Ooh. And that's only the difference between many people. Mm-hmm. They got caught, you didn't. You know, it's just, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, they got caught, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way, God gave you grace and they didn't receive the same in mm-hmm. that moment. You know, they probably had other moments before that mm-hmm. where they could have walked away and, and you the one time you didn't get caught. You feel what I mean? Yeah. And so everybody get a chance. And, and I think um, for us as ministers, as preachers, as Christians, as those who carry the gospel, all of us, no matter who we are in the church, all of us should carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We can't hoard it and keep it to ourselves. We must be willing to give it to any and everybody. Because if anybody believe, if anyone, you know, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto thee. Mm-hmm. He, he ain't say um, he'll draw the perfect man, mm. the righteous man. He said, I'll draw all men unto me. And when you say men, it's including women too. Just talking about humanity. I know you're a feminist, womanist type. Yes, I am. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. So I'll just make sure you, <laughs> so everyone feel included. It's inclusive. It's inclusive. The yeah. word is inclusive. Um, before transitioning to the next point, you talk about Peter and how Peter is, um, he gets out of the boat and he's walking towards mm-hmm. Jesus who's walking on the water. And that was through his, his faith that when he started to, um, falter he cried out to to jesus to to bring him back this was 
when we spoke about the man whose son was sick and had been sick for a long time Mm -hmm. and it was the his cry out was lord help my unbelief i thought of that i know it doesn't say in the text that that's what peter said but that's what i thought in my mind of peter had this space of doubt like lord i know you can do it but i don't know if you can do it so help my unbelief fill fill in the gap for me um and i don't know if that's inappropriate thinking for for peter on that right so <clears throat> at the end of this um this pericope here paul says they that call on the name of the lord shall be saved and so um what i was getting at is the calling piece it, mm-hmm. it's not um lord can you save me okay <laughs> it's, it's a distress call lord, <laughs> yeah. lord. are you there jesus <laughs> can you please save me it it, it was a distress call as demonstrated with peter mm-hmm. as he came walking on the water everybody else stayed in the boat mm-hmm. we get we need to give peter more credit okay because all the other disciples were like nah i ain't going out there yeah. right mm-hmm. no one challenged um jesus but peter mm-hmm. say if you be the christ tell bid me to come to you mm-hmm. king james version bid me uh <laughs> i'm gonna use that <laughs> bid me to come to you and Jesus says, come. Mm-hmm. And so Peter, he gets out of the boat. He walks on the water. He's walking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But the wind and the waves, he, the Bible says he began to see the wind and the waves. Hmm. So these, and often when we think about this picture, this imagination, we, we look at, um, in, that it was calm waters. Mm-hmm. We forget that it was a storm that was raging. Mm. We forget that these were not calm waters. He was walking on. He was walking on troubled waters. Ooh. If you go, you know, you drive by the Capitol now or drive down um, John Nolan mm-hmm. and when you get downtown, you'll see those waters out there. They're no longer smooth and flat. They're troubled because it's so much wind, and, mm-hmm. and so the waves are going up and down. Um, and this, these are the types of waters he was walking on, and that's how life can be sometimes. Mm. Just choppy, up and down, complete disarray, no order, chaotic. But Peter is walking on these waters. Yeah. And in the midst of him walking, he began to experience or see, as we do in life, that the winds of life can be difficult. Yeah. The waves can splash against you. Make you no know, he's walking on water, on troubled water. And he the Bible says he sees the wind and the waves and he begins to sink. Mm. The confidence he had starting point did not go to the same place to his destination. Mm. And it helps us, I don't know. Jesus help. I, it helps us sometimes when we start out, we be totally confident in something, and then stuff happens, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we, we apply for a loan for a house or something, and mm-hmm. we get approved for a loan, and then they talk about you got to have all these paperwork you got to mm-hmm. fill out and escrow. Uh, you got to have earnest money, and and then they say, well, we missed this on your credit report. You know what I'm saying? And so they make you go jump through all these mm-hmm. hoops, especially first-time homebuyers. just seem like you got to go through so much if you're not used to it. Yeah. And signing so many different paperwork. And 
doing so much they ask you for so much and just sometimes you just be like forget it so you began to sink mm. right but <clears throat> we have the bs do what peter did he cried out he called out mm. and that's what paul is saying call those who call on the name of the lord shall be saved he called mm. lord save me and in his calling jesus reached down and picks him back up wow. and that's life mm-hmm. but if when it comes to salvation um peter's that is the perfect picture of salvation that sin could be the waters mm-hmm. mm. that we're sinking in in sin with just the water that peter was almost drowning in mm. and some of us drowning in sin but if we cry out to the lord yeah he'll reach down and pick us up and mm. put us back on the water so we can walk again because mm-hmm. we don't know. It doesn't say that Jesus picks Peter up and throw him in a boat. It doesn't say no, it doesn't. Jesus picks Peter up and slide him across the water and had the water take him, put him in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> it says when they when they arrived back to the boat, the storm ceased. So I'm using my spiritual imagination. I suggest Jesus picks him back up, put him on the water and let him walk again. Mm. That's mine. That's what I assume does oh. take place. I was thinking that they walked together, right? Or Jesus carried him, right? Kind of like, or maybe not. Thinking of like, you know, like the footprints. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, that's what. That's the only thing I thought of. Yeah, you don't, you don't, I'll ask him when I get there. Yeah, yeah. We have to find out. <laughs> yeah, did you, <laughs> Jesus? Yeah, so. I got questions. <laughs> So it's inclusive, yeah. So that's why I say it's inclusive. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Yeah. So no one is excluded from them, but all you you have to do, you have we do have a responsibility though in our own salvation. Yeah. And that responsibility is to call on him and believe that he is. That's great. The next point that you have is the word is inviting. And I also appreciate how you bring out the um the characters and how they are delivering the link, delivering the words. Because mm-hmm. you, um, what is it? Like anyone who calls on the on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, and then Paul talks about those who like, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? Uh-huh. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Uh-huh. How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Yes. Like he's like, tell me, tell me how. I got I got hand motions going. He's like, tell me how. <laughs> how they would do that. <laughs> That's how I imagine Paul delivering this. Um and so just kind of getting into Paul's head of like, what is he trying to challenge them to do and to, and to realize? Right. So the thing, you know, he says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, you got a finger gun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And then Paul informs them, you just don't arrive to this place where you wake up one morning and say, yo, I got to call on them. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's 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 putting here, and he says he says 
Danny act, Danny began to ask a series of questions. Yeah. All right. How shall they call on them whom they not believe? How do they believe in whom they've not heard? How can they hear without the preacher? And how can they preach unless they've been sent? Mm-hmm. And so I, I changed the, the the verse around a little bit. Uh oh. Gotta, I switched gotta it because I switched it because I, I, I understood it better by way I switched it, so I was hoping that people understand. Okay. So the preacher will preach the gospel of peace and will bring glad tidings of good things, but the preacher can't preach unless they've been sent, and the people can't hear without the preacher. Due to the people not being able to hear about God, they cannot believe, which pre- prevents the people from being able to call on the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so this, I believe this is a major responsibility on the preacher to preach the word. Because if the preacher is not preaching, then the people cannot hear. Mm-hmm. And if the people cannot hear, then the people cannot believe. And if they cannot believe, they cannot call on him. Mm. So I often use this biblical text for ministers in training and mm. and when I when I'm talking to preachers about this high responsibility of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ clearly for people can understand it so that they may be able to believe and if they believe then they can call on them. Mm. It's um now that you've reworked it for understanding it's it's a nice breakdown and understanding the truly the responsibility of the preacher which is part of the sermon series anyway is that when they have to be sent almost invited you know the lord has invited them to be um, the preacher and the sharing of the word in, in this way <clears throat> and understanding what needs to happen like we we as believers need to be able to hear the word from the preacher. So there's a, so there's an ownership on both sides. The preacher has to be able to deliver the word mm-hmm. ap- appropriately. Right. And then the believer needs to be able to receive that word appropriately and understand it. Um, and, and so there's, there's accountability on both sides with that. And it's, it's not, it's not a passive. Paul's not calling anybody to be passive in this space. And I do like that. Definitely. Yeah, he, he is inviting because he's like, yo, the preach word invites you to believe and then call on the Lord. Mm-hmm. But Paul is, he's giving steps to it. You just don't arrive to the place where you just call on the Lord. You need the preach word of God. Yeah. And to be called. Uh, you've shared with us before that you got your call at 13. Mm-hmm. What? What what was that like? Is that a was that a shoulder tap? Uh, hey, young Marcus, I really want you to <laughs> be the voice for the people. Right? Or was it? Did you feel like rushing winds and your whole room was flipped, turned upside down, and you're like, I'm gonna be preaching now. <laughs> no, so. Um, at a very young age, I became very intrigued with Bible reading and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever my mom or my aunt, whenever they went to church, I was trying to go to church with them. Mm. It doesn't it didn't it did not matter 
what day of the week. If it was a revival, I wanted to be there. A mm-hmm. prayer meeting, I wanted to be there. And it was just something that I just, it just, it was more, it was pulling me more than I was attracted to it. Mm-hmm. You feel what I mean? Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm trying to say? Yep. And, and, um, I just remember one, um, I used to play church league basketball. It's very competitive. I'm sure. Um, and I hurt my knee. Mm. I fell. Went up for like a layup or something. Came down. My knee just hit the ground. So it was super swollen. And uh, I ain't, I didn't go to school. And you know, I had a single mom who we didn't really have that much great insurance. And so I wasn't going to the doctor. Okay. <laughs> You had but, some, you had some frozen peas. But I didn't go to school that day, and um, while I was asleep, my mama came in my my mother <laughs> came into my room and laid hands on my knee mm. and just was praying. She was praying on my knee, mm. and when she left out the room, I could just feel the presence of God Ooh. for real, and and I just remember hearing God saying, "Go preach." Mm. This I was twelve at this time. I heard God say, "Go preach," and um, I told my mother, and um, and I ain't tell anybody for a whole year. And she, huh. I don't know who she told or if she told anyone else, mm. but no one said anything about what I had heard at twelve until I was thirteen, and we was at VBS Vacation Bible School. For those of you who don't know what VBS is, and. Um, and it was like everybody was telling their secrets. It was crazy. Like girls was telling how they was molested. And wow. It was real heavy in there. And, and I t- that's when I told publicly people that I had been called to preach. Mm. And I cried like mm. all the whole time doing VBS. I'm just crying. Ah, ah, just, <laughs> just bawling because – they told no. We was telling our secrets, and then they said they wouldn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think somebody told my pastor, mm. and uh, it was doing a it was doing a time at our church where um, I think it was five women said they had been called to preach, and two men, so seven people mm. at one time. So Pastor Jolly said, "Hey, have you been called to preach? I want you to come to my office." And I remember being at church for our after school program before we had youth youth programming. And I remember walking up the steps quietly, sneaking. His office is like right around the corner from the steps. Mm-hmm. And I remember just walk creeping up the steps and I looked around the corner. He didn't I know he didn't see me. At least I thought I did. And I Jump back and like, no, I'm going back downstairs. <laughs> and um, he said, You coming in? Oh. Yep. And I've been in ever since. Huh. That was crazy. That's crazy. You got me testifying and stuff. Yes. That, that's what's, uh, that was it, you know. And from that day, you know, he just, Pastor George H. Jolly, man, I, I owe him so much to really mm-hmm. trust the God in me to allow me to be able to stand in his pulpit at 13 years old. Yeah. And preach and at least allow me to practice on his people. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
What was your first sermon? Do you remember? First sermon was Psalm 27. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. You should bring that back into the rotation. <laughs> Let's see what how oh, how you've improved oh over <laughs> over the years. I'm still learning. I, I I think I'm still learning how to preach. Mm. Yeah, still learning. Still gathering tools and techniques and approaches. So uh, no, but just I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning how to preach and how to take take a different view and look at the text and mm-hmm. see how it's impactful to the life of the people. Yeah. That's really good. Hmm. Yeah. 25 years and I'm still learning. Which, in our world, that's a long th- You should be an expert. You right. should have mastered your craft at this point. Why? Why? We... <laughs> well, how, how are, what else do you have left to learn? Because then I'm sure the challenge or the, the, the societal creep comes in of you're not working hard enough. Why aren't you doing X? Why aren't you speaking at Y? Like, what 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 mm-hmm. what is this? There's just uh, something you know, I think doing these podcasts has helped me a lot. Um, using my imagination more. Mm-hmm. I could be so literal. Yes. Wait a minute. You can. <laughs> I don't know. You said it. But I'm you didn't have to agree with me that fast. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> but <laughs> but uh, so so using my imagination more, um, using a conversational method more. We're mm-hmm. just talking to the people as yep. if we sit down one on one. My creativeness, my creative genes. Um, was the left brain or right brain? Which I don't know. You don't know. Don't One know. of them don't work that well. So creatively, um, like I don't think like my points or my movements or my titles are catchy. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the word saved me. <laughs> <laughs> Very literal. <laughs> Very literal to the text, though. And it's, it's, and, it, and I'm so intentional of being connected to the text throughout yeah. everything that I like topical preaching. I don't know if I could ever do something like that because I don't want to just take something and just go off on a topic and talk about it. Yeah. My brain, my creativeness, yeah, uh, I need to work on that. I will say you have you've grown in your creativeness and I'll specifically reference um, the black history month series that we had Mm. where you were talking about all of the instances that were happening in black history and you brought those through scripture. Mm. So it, it exists. It happened. You have it within you. It just it doesn't look like all these long titles and things like that, which, you know, there is definitely an audience for that, but right. there's also an audience where it's like straight no chase. That's it. And that's this how is I where it, you yeah. are. But no, but you like, but, that's how I like it. You feel me? Yeah, and straight, no chase. And you, but you're also creative because you always hit us with some alliterations. Oh yeah. So you, you it's know, <laughs> inclusive, inviting, incentives. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. 
Right. It gives us a rhyme and a rhythm. So, oh, yeah. so you you are creative, and your stories are very creative. You haven't talked about Lil Johnny in a while, so you've been really finding some other examples. Lil Johnny is the dude, though. You know, Lil Johnny keep <laughs> he, he he stay in trouble, and but yeah, he finds a way to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Alex. She wanted to create like a series of Lil Johnny stories. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what happened with that. Lil Johnny, yeah, Lil Johnny. Just Lil Johnny is often a name attached to to somebody name I don't want to put in the sermon. So, uh, okay, it's Lil Johnny. That's fair. Lil Johnny was. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because um, my kids and family and wife, um, they hate being a part of my illustrations. Really? But they produce the best ones. Yeah. And so I can't can't say just I used to. Mm-hmm. Dad, why did you say that? Or Kyle be like, Dad, you gonna use that illustration of me in your sermon? <laughs> so, so I just learned and just learned to. Um, use anonymous names and Le Johnny is one of them. Okay, okay. The pastor I had growing up, he used his kid's first and middle name all the time. Mm-hmm. At, he's like, <laughs> David Jeremiah did this. Like, it was very. <laughs> he brought it back. You know, he made it real. As as David sitting there on the drums, like, okay, Dad. For real. <laughs> uh, so, to the third point in this wonderful, creative, um, Illustration, not illustration, it's not the word I'm looking for. Alliteration. Alliteration, thank you. Uh, we're talking about incentives. We love incentives. What do I get? That's basically what it is. What do, what do I get? For the work I've done or yeah. doing. Yeah. Well, for the work I get. Like, yeah, you know, you you want incentives, right? Yeah. If you get a job, you just don't want salary. No. I need housing allowance. Yep. Um, I need uh driving miles whatever yep whatever that stuff called i need medical i need dental yep i need pto yep. lmo well no yep. lmo l i don't know i'm just lma what i don't know fmla fmla mm-hmm. what is that it's like family medical leave of absence look at you you just you need all of that type of stuff you need to know your vacation days because you <laughs> like yo unless like like uh, service members, like when they retire from jobs, mm-hmm. they go work for contractors, and contractors pay them more because they know they don't have to pay them for medical, dental oh. and stuff because they've retired and they have those benefits. Mm-hmm. And so, so they're able to take a job without having those incentives. But you know, for no, everybody else, you need your job. How much you gonna pay into my retirement? Yeah. Or or how much the four hundred one k and all that type of stuff and so mm-hmm. incentives are are very much so needed. Yes, yes they are because I think as bad as we I don't want to say that that Christians want stuff we want stuff. Oh yeah, you know that's the reason why we're serving Jesus. If <laughs> <laughs> if it, it's um if it's for the afterlife. Or the, the current fact. life, that's you know facts, what I mean? Though, that's um, and, and until we you know develop that personal relationship, like yo, I'm I'm just I'm serving you because of what you already done. Mm-hmm. You already died for my sins, so that's why I'm serving. You. But 
But um, before you get to that place, you're like, yo, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. And so um, there, there are some nice incentives uh, with serving the Lord. Yeah. And I think um, he has a wonderful benefits package Ooh. Um, that is um, never ending mm-hmm. and always ready to help us um, because we can have a big office and know Jesus and be miserable. Yeah. I, I love listening to podcasts, right? Um, I love the Pivot mm-hmm. Pivot podcast. You listen to that? I've heard of it. You've heard of it? it? Yeah. But I know it's really good. I've heard a lot of positive you should, things. You should listen to it. It's, it's very good. Um, but they talk to all these, like, superstars and these dudes we have a mate. They go from poverty to millionaires and draft night. Mm-hmm. And they miserable. Mm-hmm. They all talk about how miserable their lives were and how they they didn't think they was gonna make it or suicidal thoughts and they got millions of dollars. You feel what I mean? And so um, you can have it all and, and not have Jesus and your life be worthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because even the things that to that the things that people think that you that's what everyone quote unquote strives for the fame mm-hmm. the money the access the, the popularity but if you don't have jesus it's not it's all for not it's worthless mm. yeah his benefits package his is benefits great. good you know and then he said no faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god mm-hmm. um the incentive for us hearing the word of god is faith yeah and and the more we hear the word, the more our faith should be increased. Mm-hmm. Because the more we hear the word, the more we hear about God. Mm-hmm. We hear about his attributes. We hear about what he's able to do. And we can trust him more. So if we have the faith that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all we can think or imagine, then it allows us to be able to truly appreciate God. And walk in victory of life because we know him because we've heard about him. Mm-hmm. And and so people, um, people that challenge God in misery really have not heard of him. Because mm. in misery, you wonder, why did that happen? Why did this happen? Oh, yeah, Where was yeah. God? God? Why God let this happen? That's beyond us. Yeah. God is ultimately in, in control. Mm-hmm. And and when you don't have a relationship with God, you will blame him for everything. Mm. Yes, God is sovereign. Yes, his thoughts are above our thoughts and his ways are beyond our ways. And for that reason, it should cause us to trust him even the more because we simply don't understand sometimes what God is doing. Yeah. But he 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 understands. Mm-hmm. And since he understands then it takes us to say, hey, I trust you. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I don't want it. I want it back. I want more. You took too much. Mm. But I still trust you. And that's the and that and that that's the level of faith yeah. that Paul also wants us to get to that point where I still have faith in you even though I don't agree with what you've done to me. Mm. And that's such a different correlation, right? Because we're, 
seeing we're seeing I have faith in you because you do good things to me. Mm-hmm. I, as long as you're being good to me, I'll be good to you. Right. But the second someone's bad to you, intentional, unintentionally, circumstances, we turn our back on that person mm-hmm. and we reject them. All of the good that happened prior to that, but maybe they picked you up nine times, but the tenth time they didn't pick you up. Now all of a sudden, you the worst ever. Worst ever. Mm-hmm. Can't trust you. How dare you? Da 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 da. And that's definitely a self reflection for us of of why, why did we jump to that? Why why did we feel that? Yes, all of those times work, and this one didn't. That doesn't mean that the relationship is invalid. It just, it just didn't work. We d- right. we don't understand the. It's like I. Okay, they didn't come this tenth time, but I have faith that they will show up the eleventh time. Right. But instead, we stay stuck on that that mm-hmm. tenth time. Right. Yeah, you know how they say you can do a ninety nine things right, you do one thing wrong. That's what everybody's gonna remember. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, 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 that's what they're gonna remember you for. You know, you can be like, no one never know. Somebody will never know who I am at Mount Zion. Until something bad happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Some scandal happened. It's all on TikTok. And, you know, I knew he was out there doing something, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so that's, and for me, that's why I'm very intentional of, of my testimony. Mm-hmm. Right. And no, and I follow Timothy, where Paul tells Timothy, those who desire the office of a bishop or a pastor or overseer, he said, your life needs to be blameless. That people can't even be able to blame you for doing anything. Not 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 they lying on you. They they shouldn't even have something to be able to lie about you. And that's that's tough, right? It sounds like being perfect. It does. But I don't want to give you a rock to throw at me. Okay. You feel what I mean? Uh-huh. I ain't perfect. But I ain't going to give you anything to prove my imperfection. Hmm. I'm not going to give hmm. it to you. You feel what I mean? I'm soaking it in. Soak it in. So to be blameless is not to be perfect, but it is to live your life in such a way that your character speaks to, or your character would be one that you cannot be blamed. Mm-hmm. No fault. No fault. Okay. You can't find fault. Not to be able to find fault. You know you. And that's and that's another area. Now I, I go over with preachers, you know, and I look at the ethics of being a minister. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got to hold yourself at a real high standard. It's not, and I know people always say, "Well, I'm only human like everybody else." Yes, we are, but we're called to a different level, mm-hmm. a different level of responsibility. Because um, I want to be able to preach to you, and mm-hmm. you believe my words. Yeah, you feel what I mean, mm-hmm. and 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 I know like I want to be able to walk with you, have fun with you, 
maybe even party with you, mm-hmm. and you still believe my words. Yeah, you feel what I mean? Yep. I don't want you to be. I don't want. I don't want to be the pastor or the preacher that when I stand, people turn me off because they know that my life is not according to what I preach. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so when it comes to being that blameless, I don't want to give you something to turn me off. Mm-hmm. Now I want to, I, I can hang, you feel me? Yeah. I don't know. We, we can hang out and I, I'm not living in a bubble. Yeah. No. I'm not living in isolation where I just don't want to be around anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I want to, I want, I, I I want friends, and I'm learning too. Uh-huh. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> you're for real, for real. I want friends, <laughs> and uh, and I'm learning. I've been well. This year, I I went to several churches, pastors outside of uh, who I normally would mm, preach mm-hmm. for, and I've noticed, you no, know, they're willing to hang with their members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they can trust them with their humanity. Yeah. And as preachers, sometimes we can't trust everybody with our humanity. Yeah. They only want they only can see the, the spiritual side of us. Yeah. Um. And uh, and so sometimes that can be difficult. Yeah. And so I'm like, yo, I might I might need to start hanging with my members because I know I'm like, nah, I, ain't, uh, I might need to start like, yo, let's kick it. As a member, we love it. And I will I will say this, Mount Zion outside of you not that you're not part of mount zion but as like the members i see them everywhere Mm. so if if i ever thought that i'd be like oh i can go out at night and i won't nope i'm gonna see (laughs) i'm gonna see somebody see you at church tomorrow yes okay like it's it's (laughs) our our community is very much of Yes, we love God. Yes, we worship and we come together. Right. But we also are people and right. we have different interests. I mean, Miss Rita's seeing concerts all the time. All the time. She's I love out, it. I love it. Love it. I love it so much. Like, she, she's out here doing concerts. The the McDowell's are traveling and going to concerts, mm-hmm. going to see this person, that person. So, like, the member, we have a very active membership. Right. So, come on in. You know, yeah, I'm no. I'm inviting you to come come Appreciate hang with us. It. Thanks, man. I need I mean not man but woman. <laughs> I needed it, that. Nah, it, no, yeah, that's great. what. It, and, and and so, but I never want my testimony to be challenged. Yeah, and that's and that falls on me mm-hmm. of my limits and my boundaries that I set. Um, so that so that when I speak, my words come out clearly as if they're coming from God from the pulpit every yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah, and I think that's just a boundary thing, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, you don't gotta be out till two. <laughs> no, you gotta preach on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, there's bound to be like, hey, I'll catch y'all for dinner, but then I'm gonna go home. Okay, right. cool, bye, pastor. Like right. it's, it's all uh, and you, gonna, pastor, you, you ain't going home. <laughs> we got, we got service tomorrow. We up in here, right? Like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I studied this morning. I'm... I studied this morning. <laughs> nah, and 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 with that and with the with your leadership and with the community that is Mount Zion and the engagement, it continues to bleed into other spaces. Mm-hmm. So the the young adults, like we we don't just meet at church. Right. We're like, hey, who wants to get brunch? Right. Oh, you having uh events at your house? Come on through. What's like it's we're very we're like, yeah, like we want to do life together with That's the good. people that are here. And so that's um 
that's this i don't know what mount zion was like before you were here mm-hmm. but i'm gonna say it's because you are here that that is very much what what we all do and that's what we're excited about and that's what we want to be involved in and engage that's, in. that's good to hear so so those are all of the questions that i have do you have any pastoral parting points for the people no that's that's all that i have um and no, the word of God is, I have a high value on the word of God, mm-hmm. real high value. And I, um, and, and so I trust that is, um, being articulated well to the people. And so through the preach word, people can be saved. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, pastor, for joining us. Uh, thank you to you all listening. Please continue to check back for new episodes. Uh, check us out on mtzlife.com for all of our uh, different events and programs and service. And until then, stay marvelous, fabulous, and blessed. Peace. Peace.